0: Good afternoon and welcome. It's November. It's the day after the election. Everybody take all that energy and breathe out a sigh of relief. It's over. (sighs) You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I am very happy to be here today on what is turning out to be quite a gorgeous day. Let's uh, say hello to Eric, our producer. How are you?
1: Good afternoon, Kim. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm, I'm awesome. Were you up late?
1: I, I was kind of late, yeah. yeah, watching the local results. We got the uh, presidential result pretty early. 20 minutes. A lot earlier than people expected, and, yeah. uh, and that was kind of yeah. nice because I remember mm-hmm. 2000 and staying oh up God. with uh, Tom Brokaw and Tom going, oh, it's going to be well until tomorrow <laughs> before... We got the results <laughs> yes. of this thing. And then, you know, that as it turned beautiful. out, three weeks later, and, oh my and, gosh. and God bless him, he was trying to just go straight, you know, it, it was sometime around three in the morning that he, he wrapped up. So you could see the relief yes. on his face last night. I was watching NBC in case you were wondering. Yes. Uh, but you could see the relief on his face face when, you know, about 30 minutes after the polls close, <laughs> President Obama has got to be the president again. But wait, you know.
0: but wait, but wait. Roe <laughs> is on the line. Rova's is on the line. We're going to have to recount. No, wait. No, we're, we're not calling it yet. We're not calling it yet. <laughs> and that was probably smart on their part. You got to give them a little bit of props to say, you know what, wait, let's kind of get used to the idea first before jumping in. I was actually in Florida in 2000. I, um, there was a Regional, when I was working for at that time, Lucent Technologies, there was this big event. And so we all flew down and we were staying in Disney World of all places. (laughs) And so the election results were coming in. And that was quite an interesting little event we all had in there because nobody was focusing on The task at hand, who could care about schlepping phone equipment? Mine on
1: hanging chads and stuff. Yeah.
0: And you know, it's funny, we were sales representatives from all over the country. And of course, we're coming from Washington, which is about the bluest state in the country there could possibly be. And even in within Washington State, we were talking about this earlier, there's really blue counties and everything else is red. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, when you're coming from a blue state and a blue county and, you know, mom and dad and boyfriends and everybody are blue collar and all that kind of fun stuff. And you are in Florida. It, you know, your bubble is kind of expanded a little bit. And so it was an interesting right. time for Florida me. Florida is
1: definitely a swing state. It, it rides the line. There's some counties yeah. that are Fairly blue, and some that are very, very, very red. Very, very, very red. <laughs> yes. And
0: when you're coming, there's
1: armed gators coming out.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what was it? Alabama. It's like they, you know, the election was like 80% or something like that. Right. That there, it's, it's interesting how, when you get a group of people into a room together, how you don't really talk about politics and you, you know, you get along and you can have a beer with them and you have conversations. And then as soon as the politics discussion comes out, you're like going, How could you think that? (laughs) I I totally look at you completely different. How could you possibly? I thought you were a good guy, or I thought you were a good person. And you're like, what do you mean? And they're uh, thinking uh, the same thing. About you. you. Exactly. And so it's uh, interesting. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today. And I want to introduce and say hello to Audrey Slade. Hello. Audrey has been on the show before, and she has her own show on KKNW Chat with Women Network. Uh, Business and Bagels, I believe. Business and Bagels, that's yes, right. It's the name of it. So those of you that listen in the morning on Mondays will recognize Audrey's voice. And Audrey and I have decided that we sound
2: a lot alike, so we're really kind of interchangeable at this point. So it's this should really be a true. fun hour. It did. It, cr- it crossed my mind when when I was coming. I was like, "Oh my gosh, we sound interchangeable. It's uh-huh. going to be we're we're going to have multiple personalities." Today. It really is only one person, we're right? Just really good. We're, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> we're throwing been, your pro- voice. We could throw our voice like the like no one else. It's well, Audrey Ariana should, or Kim Slade. Before
1: you speak, shout out. This is Kim. <laughs> this is Audrey. <laughs> and then you know people
0: will know. Kim here. This is my thought. <laughs> and actually, we think a lot of like. So it really is just going to be one jam packed hour. Okay. I'll this try- to right.
1: Strap in everybody. This I'll is gonna shoehorn myself in here. <laughs> we need you. We need a
2: voice of reason just to kind of separate the so that we don't have people going schizophrenic in us. On Maybe the... we should get a talking stick. You know, that's what they do. If you've got the talking <sighs> stick, then you can, and we can make sure that we can throw it over to you. I don't do rules. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I just,
0: you know, so people are just gonna have to come along with the ride. They sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're gonna like have said, we're gonna
0: have in. a lot of fun today. So um Audrey is here. I we had other guests lined up and then they fell through and I went, Oh, we'll just do a rerun. I went, you know what? No. No. We're no. gonna go and we're gonna talk and so we're gonna kinda wing it today. As usual. Eric will tell you I wing it all
2: the time. But uh-huh. today especially we're really gonna wing it. So this should be fun. But we have a whole host of things to talk about. Oh my gosh. There is no shortage to talk about in the world right now. Absolutely. No. I mean, between talking about, you know, the elections and You know, you guys were we're talking about watching the polls come in. I was I was telling Kim on the way in that um, you know we went home and and this is our first this is our first big election the the Slade family it's our first big election since we've moved here to Washington Um, so we're still kind of getting used to it and
1: Where are you originally
2: from? From Maine. Oh wow. From yeah 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 that's Mm -hmm. it that was and don't we have listeners in Maine?
0: That was Kim saying that by the way.
2: Yeah, Kim did that. We do
0: have listeners in Maine. Yes.
2: Yes, we do. and So and we are bi-coastal. You are. You're kind of a big deal. The show right now, shout out to Maine. Yes. Hey, we, guys. I think
0: there's a lot of like between the very opposite corners of this country. Well,
2: there are. And, and one thing in particular is that both of my states uh, passed gay marriage Woo! last night. So
1: now our bi-coasts can get married.
2: Yes, that's right. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, can go, can. they can go interchangeably get married. It's beautiful. We're going to have a Maine-Seattle love connection. It's a tear. Aww. That's beautiful. So, that it is. so you were
1: saying oh this God. is the first, first election. First election. Yeah, it's the first
2: family. election that, see, he's, thank God he's here to Thanks rain the Thanks for us keeping in. us on track, Way there to go. Really appreciate that. Yeah, seriously, this is going to be the whole hour game. I just
1: felt bad for derailing her thought there, so <gasps> no, I was trying to get back.
2: I appreciate it. <laughs> so it's our first big election, and in Maine, we still have polling places, you know, as most places do, and, um, I, I woke up in the morning to go turn in my ballot because I didn't feel comfortable putting it in the mail. It's just my own paranoia, so I was like, "Nope, I want to at least feel like I'm being part of this process." So I had my ballot and I got up early in the morning and I dropped my ballot off and, and there was the no sound st- of crickets. <laughs> and that's it. And I talked, I'm like, well, there was that. I guess I'll go to work now." And, yeah. and there were no stickers. They were you, they don't give out oh, the I, I voted. voted stickers. Oh and yes. So
1: those usually come in your envelope.
2: I did. did I they? no. There was nothing. At least in Pierce County,
1: uh, I guess up here they maybe they're a little. See, in Pierce County,
0: on, they uh, have to give you the gold star. In King County, <laughs> you don't get a gold star. No. Well, King get like, a well, no, we're not
1: spending money on stickers. Exactly. Too, much too to bad.
0: And that's probably exactly what would happen. Is you would have a bunch of people in King County that would go, "We're spending money on stickers." And that's right, and they're not
2: environmentally friendly, and but but it depressed me. It made me really sad. So uh, if I would have known that, I would have brought you a sticker. Well, you, what you could do to get a sticker is that you could go ahead and buy a copy of the Seattle Times. Mm. And they were advertising saying, if you buy a copy of the Seattle Times, you get your I Voted sticker. And there's just part of me that just had so many problems with it that I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. So last uh, the last election, um, I was asked to I had submitted a picture on Flickr of my I Voted sticker. Um, again, this is like four years ago, but I had my sticker. And I had submitted it, and so it was on CNN, and CNN had contacted me um, yesterday to say, hey, would you go ahead and, you know, we'd like to have an update of you with your sticker again. I was like, you know what, I would love to give you a picture of me with my sticker, but they don't give out stickers here, and I'm not going to go buy a copy of the Seattle Times. (laughs) They sent me a PDF of what an I Voted sticker would look like. So CNN sent you a... Wow. Yep, so I... I printed, I printed and the sticker and I taped it to myself. Good for wow. you. <laughs> and then I took my picture and I, I put it up there. So, wow, well,
0: good for you. Yeah, but that's it, way better. I got on King five uh, Facebook page yesterday. Hey-o. They were calling for pictures of people milling in their ballots. And I just happened to have taken one because I wanted to get people excited about right. the crickets at the ballot box. Because yep. You know, I have to tell you that. Somebody mentioned this, and I would probably agree, part of the problem, the good thing about having the way we vote here is that it's gives us an opportunity to really sit down and contemplate and discuss yes. and read and think and research what we're going to vote. So I think it's mm-hmm. very good. I think we get a lot more people voting. Um, and I voting voting educated. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I really love the way we vote. Um, but somebody mentioned that the bloodshed's taken out of it when you do it that way. Yeah. And I would kind of have that to. Sounds agree. Like, like a good thing. You know, it is, it is, but it isn't. I,
1: think he I kinda, don't like to see bloodshed <laughs> in the
0: streets. <laughs> no, I mean, no, we don't want to, but you, it's just that once more removed right. um, from the process. And when you actually have to go in and put an effort, and to those people that stood in line for hours. Sure. And I, I don't wait to park. <laughs> I don't – if I'm driving by and there's too long a line at the Starbucks, I'll go down to the next corner. I
1: mean, well, there's another gosh, Starbucks. Gosh darn it.
0: <laughs> I don't do lines, and mm-hmm. I can't even imagine
2: what it must have taken for those people to, to do that. I'm. It just makes me so proud to be an American. It's – you know, that's one of the things that I actually missed about yesterday. See, my husband and I talked a lot because, you know, again, both of us being from Maine, our first really big election here – Um, You know, we spent a lot of time kind of, you know, post-mortem, like trying to like look at the whole process and how it worked. And, um, you know, one of the things that he said was that he loved the book. He loved, you know, the the book with all the information so that you could really spend time and do your research. You don't get books in other states? Oh, no, I didn't get a You can maybe find a book. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that somebody did something, but in Maine... The, um, the
1: voter pamphlet is what yeah. you're talking about.
2: Yes, we're talking about the voter pamphlet. Yes, excuse me. We just <laughs> called it the book. The,
0: the, book. book. Oh, the book. I knew what she was talking well, about. But, but yes, the voter pamphlet, which we probably take for granted then because we get this big, thick book. It's We huge. got one for the state and we got one for King County. Yeah. We got two. Yeah. And then we had here's where you go, here's what you do, you know, here's the pros and here's the cons and here's what people are saying about it and what they don't. You know what I find myself looking at, mm-hmm. which I hadn't really done before. My husband and I were kind of joking about it, is... For all of you, you know people out there that put together these campaigns um, for people that I didn't know. Like when you're voting for a justice or you're voting right. for a sheriff and you don't know these people, I looked at the endorsements. Yep, and it was amazing at how the endorsements were so partisan
2: mm-hmm.
0: that you really were voting, you know, on judges based on partisanship. I was going to say
2: there were yeah. party lines involved. It was, but it was. I, I really like. My husband really enjoyed the fact that you could spend a lot of time really researching it, to which my argument also was, you know, any responsible voter is going to spend a lot of time researching it and kind of knowing. But it's Mm. not that's not reality. Mm -mm. And this this process gives you the opportunity to take that step back and really think about it. You have to think about it. It's in your home. You don't have to feel pressured. You can just do that voting. On the other hand, I missed standing in the line. I missed standing in line because nope. there's a sense of camaraderie in That's those true. lines is that you are all standing there and you are doing this thing. And, you know, there is there's an electric feeling to it. And, and I did miss that. Um, but honestly, I think that when it's all said and done, the, the pros very much outweigh the cons as yeah. far as that all goes.
0: I think that I, I don't know. I'll have to look at the numbers. But I think I would guess that we have a little bit of a higher
2: voter. A much higher. I think it said it was expecting over eighty seven percent.
0: That's that's. I think that's incredible. I and agree. also, we did it together. My husband and I did it together, and the kids were there, and we talked mm-hmm. about the issues and and how we were going to do it, and how this is important. And we kept referring back to it. So it was a real great education. And you know the the way that technology works is you can track it too. So uh-huh. you can vote. You can see when they get it. They can say, okay, I'm in. You know, verification of your signature now, and this is how it's counted. I. I was thinking for a moment how, uh, how you guys feel, but I think that this should be the standard for the country. Is there any
2: any challenge with that? I don't think so. I enjoyed the idea of being able to track to see Consistent. where my vote was. Because, you know, in Maine, you put it through the little machine and that's it. And you hear about, oh, well, there's problems, you know, and, and there's no real way to track. Right. There's there's no way to find the per- anybody if there's a problem. And so really what happens to those votes and it's just the ambigu- it, ambiguity, ambiguity, ambiguity of it. <laughs> Me talk pretty. Uh-huh. Um, and I like that there you can track it. And what about you, Eric? What about you? What do you think?
1: Uh, I completely agree. And in, in fact, I'd prefer if the whole nation went the Washington route yeah. of doing the mail-in ballot uh, or, you know, drop them off in person, as you can do here. I, I just yeah. think it just makes more sense for people to be able to vote a little bit early and at their convenience. Because, you know, it's great to participate in democracy, but it really shouldn't be something that we have to uh, suffer to do. You know, Uh, I I often think, well, why don't they have uh, election day on a Saturday as well? So that... You know, because I was late to work, actually, when I was voting because I had to go find my uh, voter box uh, and because I'm too cheap for the 80 cents to put it in the mailbox.
2: <laughs> I hear you. I'm with but you. But I also I like that feeling. I was wondering where you were going. I'm like, yeah, right, Eric.
0: Is that what you told your boss? I had to be late for because I had to vote. <laughs> I like
1: that feeling uh, of dropping it off in, in yeah. person to something. You know, I do, too. And as it turns out, the uh, voter drop-off box was somewhere where I didn't think it was. So I had to kind of look around, and it took me an extra five minutes uh, than I thought. So anyway, um, but uh, the point is, I just don't think that uh, people should be put out because they want to participate in democracy. I think we should make it as easy as possible so that everybody can do it, you know?
0: I agree. I I, agree. We're all in agreement. There. So
2: much. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we have people that agree. Wow. Look at that. And we can all, well, Woohoo. man, I feel like one of us the should disagree. The consensus starts
1: here. Oh, Let's solve so, all the problems. Like well, it. and let
0: me put it out there. Not that we want to be, you know, like our media stations, where depending upon your leaning, that's what you watch. We don't want the Walk the Talk with Kim show to be that way. So if you disagree, I want to hear it. You can give us a call here at KKNW, toll free at 888-298-5569 or 425 425- Again, 425-373-5527. What do you think about voting? What do you think about the election? Let's talk about it. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim.
3: Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson. And with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product, or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. The number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com.
4: Mountside Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer.
0: Hello, this is Kim Mariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child headed households. Focus on Batemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to BatembaKids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs. Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online. Go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link.
5: Get a grip on life with Alternative Talk 1150.
0: You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. Welcome back. A little Depeche Mode to mellow us out. Uh,
2: Was that a hint? Was that a hint? But
0: we've got to work ourselves up into a fever. That's how this goes, right? Oh, that's right. We start out slow and then we get really excited. Then we take a break. We come back down. (laughs) That's for our listeners out there. That's what we're doing. That's our public Service. Service, yeah. Otherwise,
2: you don't want to see us just keep going up and up and up throughout the hour. Then somebody's head's going to explode, and that's not going to be pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Not good. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Hey, so let's talk about pot. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about marijuana. So we kind of had the trifecta, if you're of that political leaning, is Mm -hmm. we had Obama was reelected. Yep. Um, We still are, you know, kind of open on what's going to happen here local. But man, was it the year of the woman again. Hey, Holy moly. Well, you can only
2: tell us so many times, you know, how unvalued we necessarily are before you kind of say, ah, and we're fighting back. And and I want (laughs) to say to the professor, kudos. Mm -hmm. She did an awesome job
0: against uh, Scott Brown. Yep. Was that? Oh my gosh, Massachusetts. Why it, yeah, why? Why did the name just all of a sudden? Are you trying Warren? to say Elizabeth Warren? Thank Warren. you, yes. Elizabeth Warren. Right. I yes. kept wanting to say mix something, but that was somebody no. else. But yes, Elizabeth Warren out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. You know, to it, it's just it surprises me to no end that somebody would call somebody a professor like that's a bad thing. But I yep. get it. I get nope. it. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about dialectic conversation, but before we go there, but the trifecta. So, one Obama, great for those on that leaning. And then we had the legalization of, and I don't know I'm exactly sure, I can't remember what the wording is, but this is just basically saying that there is no separate but equal in the state of Washington as it, as it relates to uh, marriage equality. Right. And so anyone in this state, you're allowed to get married and there is no segregation or difference. You have all of the rights that um, a straight person would have getting married.
2: And, uh, God bless you, state of Washington for that. yes and and state of state of Maine state and, of Maine and Maryland too Maryland yes. also. I believe there's another one in there, but I know Maine and Maine and Washington with the uh, with with passing gay marriage and I can't even begin to tell you I was telling well, I was telling Kim earlier, it was really awesome watching my Facebook posts last night and just seeing some people, some beautiful couples that I absolutely love and adore, you know, committed, wonderful couples get to actually say, I'm engaged hmm. And what, you know, just what a Very powerful cool. set of words those were. And and I'm so proud of of both of my both of my states. And but I got to tell you, there's only one of them that uh, legalized gay marriage and pot.
0: <laughs> and the two naturally go hand in hand. Clearly.
2: It's I don't just, get it.
0: No. Why it's even you know why it's even shocking. But we were talking about that. OK, so the third part of the strife is now marijuana is legalized. But here's the thing. I don't know if anybody else has had this feeling, is I still think we're all in shock, especially those of us that were advocates for the legalization of marijuana. For whatever reason, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so what does this mean? I mean, pot has been illegal, deemed a substance not even worthy of research since the turn of the century. And so now all of a sudden it's, go ahead. And you're like, what? What does that mean? Yeah, really what does that mean and so I mean the law says it's decriminalized so basically if you have under an ounce and somebody catches you with it that you know you're not going to get arrested for it or Mm -hmm. any of that kind of fun stuff Um, you can't drive under the influence but alcohol you can test for a blood alcohol level I don't know how you test for driving under the influence for marijuana right does this mean that smoking lounges that we have at Airports are now, or I mean, at at restaurants where you can go outside and smoke a cigarette. Now, can you go outside and
2: publicly smoke a joint? I, what does this mean? I, I one of the the important distinctions that I think that probably helped with the passing of it is that it wasn't just specifically about passing, you know, marijuana. It wasn't about. Legalizing it wasn't just about the legalization of pot, it was the ending of the prohibition mm-hmm. um and I think you know i was listening I was listening to the radio last night um about the the coverage, and you know one of the guys was saying it's really an eclectic group here at the uh you know this pro pot rally <laughs> and I, <laughs> I love that imagine. eclectic eclectic was just the greatest greatest way to describe it, but you know mm-hmm. he was saying there are people in business suits, there are families there mm-hmm. are the people that you would expect also to be there, you know, the the uh, young college kids or, or the hippies <laughs> or whatever else. You know, but he said that it was, it was a good cross-section. It wasn't, you know, just what you picture in your head. And I think that's part of the reason why it's really important to say it wasn't just the process of legalizing pot. It was the end of the prohibition. Mm-hmm. And... um No, it's it's great. And, and, you know, I was saying I'm kind of worried about what what these people who have been all, you know, legalized pot. What are they going to what are they going to fight about now? (laughs) Now we have to find something else for them to be worried about.
1: Well, I think a lot of people have seen that the uh, the negative consequences of the drug war have been worse than any negative consequences of people uh, using marijuana. And uh, so I think it's one of those things where they've weighed um, the negatives and said, well, look, uh, all the crime and people being thrown in jail and us having to taxpayers foot the bill for that uh, for all these years uh, because, you know, some kid has, you know, an ounce of marijuana on him. Right. You know, it just, they've just weighed the negatives. And the and lives it seemed, that ruins. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I mean,
0: did you, I, I'm, this is something that I don't think that people know that if you get caught with marijuana and you are a college student, you can kiss your financial aid goodbye. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and in this state, because we've you know still been under the marijuana laws, but the rules have been really, really laxed. We haven't pushed them like we have in other parts of the country um the The consequences for it are so high for what you know right. there's a lot of money to be made. Um, for people, just like you know, there's a lot of money to be made. War profiteers. There's a lot of money to be made for drug testing and 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 all that kind of fun stuff. And I think that the state made a really wise decision, in my ever so humble opinion, that um, we can you know pay a lot of money, <clears throat> or we can look at ways to tax this revenue. And I think if I'm trying to remember what I read in the book, and if I get my facts wrong, I'm sorry. But my husband and I were going, holy moly, this is going to be a boondoggle for the state because it's like 25% tax right up front. Um, when you sell, if you grow and you sell it to somebody, they're talking about 25% tax to the person that buys it, the middle guy.
1: So it would be a boon rather than a boondoggle. A boon, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: Get your phrases right. Nothing until <laughs> December 12th. let okay. it's not a boondoggle. <laughs> That's right. No,
0: not a boondoggle. It's a boon. Mm-hmm. Um, 25% tax. Okay, so then the the guy who grows it, he sells it to the middleman guy and gets charged. 25% goes to the state. And then from, could you look that up while I'm talking to make sure I got my sure. numbers right? And then from the middle guy to the reseller, another 25% of that. And then from the reseller to the end user, right, another 25%. They're talking about $2 billion they're anticipating in revenue. Holy moly.
2: Yeah. What light, a great idea. Light bulb. Light bulb. Hello. Yeah. Well, and you know what? The same could be said. I mean, not to the same extent, but think about the economic stimulus that gay marriage mm. will end up being. Mm-hmm. You've now got twice as many. Weddings to have, and frankly, one of my friends said jokingly, but it's totally legit. Twice as many divorce lawyers will be needed, and (laughs) (laughs) and, that's one way of looking at it. But but everything, you know, it it, there are positive financial consequences, and at a time when, frankly, everyone's saying, oh, the economy and building the economy and taking care of things is so important, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm really glad that these are options and these are things that people are finally being able to look at, and. I mean, I'm asking now you and anybody listening, do you suppose that part of the acceptance, is it just a a social and culture change or is it possibly also a financial like, well, boy, having that revenue might be. You know,
0: I wonder, you know, I'm thinking about this and we're going to talk a little bit more about the millennial generation and the generational shift. And I'm going into businesses and talking quite a bit with people that. Um, That we're saying it's coming. There's a cultural shift that's coming. It's actually here. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see it in our corporate world. I think we're starting to see it in our politics Mm -hmm. and our social structure. And it'd be interesting to see the breakdown of the vote and how the vote actually came out. You know, and but I don't want to sit here and sing that this is necessarily you know perfect thing. Why didn't we do this before? Right. Um, because I do want to think about from the other perspective, and certainly call in if you have um, something that you'd like to add to this argument. There's an ethical dilemma that was introduced here, which is something that um, I'm kind of struggling with. Is yes, it's legal in the state of Washington, but it's still illegal from a federal perspective. Absolutely. So how do you talk to your kids and say, you know? Federally, it's illegal, but in the state of Washington, we kind of gave the finger to the federal laws and said, we're, you know, dare us. Right. And it's a great question about states rights versus federal rights. And there's a lot of cases where we say, you know, sorry, states, you don't have rights, you know, separate but equal. You don't have, you know, all those kinds of things. But then when it serves us and we think it's a good idea and we want to all be, you know, happy and all that kind of fun stuff Mm -hmm. that, you know, now it's now it's a problem. So there's an ethical dilemma introduced. We also have to stop and think about what are the ramifications going to be? For drug addiction and drug abuse. No. Absolutely. Personally, I think that alcohol in terms of the way that it destroys families from an impact perspective is a lot greater than n- marijuana. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about what it actually does to you, but we don't know that. That's right. anecdotal evidence. We don't really, really know. We don't know how this is really going to impact our kids and it's going to impact future generations and what it's going to do. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a gamble. So there's a little bit of this caution. And I... I still think that there's a lot of people I don't know I one of them and I'm sure a lot of people that and we've talked about this that are kind of going what I I can't even believe it really passed. Right. I can, we it wasn't that long ago that we were having this dilemma about medical marijuana
2: and the fact that that passed it's like oh my gosh. Right. But now but look at what that caused too. I mean there was certainly a lot of of debate and discussion and frankly abuse of that entire system too. I mean the the thing is that there's no perfect answer. There's no perfect solution. There's, you know, and yeah. we don't know what it's going to look like. And we're going to probably have to find all the ways that this can be done wrong before we determine what the way, how we do it right. And it's going to be a bumpy road. But I think uh, you're right. Part of what we're all sitting around wondering is, what does this mean? So what does this mean? And, you know, I'm so proud of Washingtonians
0: because we have such an entrepreneurial spirit about mm-hmm. us we're willing to experiment and we're willing to kind of see what happens and we're willing to be the petri dish. And I think that's something that's pretty unique to our state and something that's pretty exciting about what we're doing. Well, Mm -hmm. one thing
1: I think uh, people saw with the legalization of medical marijuana that the world didn't come to an end. Yes. Uh, That nothing really changed. You know, 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 young adults were still Smoking pot. And, you know, n- nothing really changed except for they people just with have cancer bad knees. were able to not get arrested, you right? know? Yep. so yeah. So I think that probably played into the legalization yeah. here in the state that, you know, the world didn't come to an end and right. we're, we're still okay and nothing—crime rates didn't go through the roof or anything right. like that, so— uh, I think and, that probably played into people's thinking as well.
0: And that money that we're getting is going towards education, drug abuse education, which doesn't exist today. So we're kind of right. really, it should be interesting to see what happens. But, you know, before we go to the break, the thing that kind of shocked me as I was going through the voter pamphlet is when you look at the pros, you know, the people were saying that here's why we do it. You know, look at the con- the people that were against the legalization of marijuana. What was shocking is the argument for against the legalization for marijuana, it wasn't people saying that it's going to increase drug abuse. It's people saying that these laws don't go far enough.
2: Mm. Right.
0: <laughs> that we're, we're really advocates for the legalization of marijuana, and we don't think that these rules do the right thing. So we want to hold out for better legalization rules, which I thought was fascinating.
1: I, I also think there was uh, plenty of medical marijuana providers that were thinking, oh, no, the bottom's going to fall out of my right. business now. You know? So
0: Yeah, yeah. And all those drug dealers out there that decided to vote against it, it's, <laughs> it's going to cut into their bottom line. Exactly. <laughs> They're going to be the small business owner that is being persecuted by higher taxes. Oh, in we the might state as of well
1: actually start selling oregano
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that millennial generation. i walk the talk with Kim.
3: Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and since 1977, We at the Pearson Law Firm have guided individuals and their families through the legal process to seek justice and restitution in insurance disputes and personal injury claims. At the Pearson Law Firm, we work hard to secure justice in civil matters with a network of resources, a wealth of experience and a compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 That's 1-800-423-8473 for a free Case evaluation or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com.
4: Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at thinkshop.com.
5: Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790.
0: Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rear View Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online. Go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link.
5: Get your smile on with Alternative Talk 1150.
0: You're listening to Walk and Talk with Kim. Welcome back. (laughs) I really just wanted to listen to more of that song. That's one of my favorite New Order songs. Everything
2: Gone Green. Indeed. We are the evergreen state after all.
1: Absolutely. There you go. It just so
2: fits. See, it was so exciting. It's organic. The whole thing just came together so beautifully. (laughs) It did. It did. Well, I do want to reach out there. So if you are of a different political
0: persuasion and have already turned off the radio, I'm sorry that you did. But for those of you that are still listening... Um, one of the things that I want to mention, and it's something that I'm very, very sensitive to, is this idea of polarization of our political parties. And, and you know, was mentioning that um, you're in a room, you're having a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and they're a normal person. You have kids and, and all that. Then you find out they're of a difficult, different, per, difficult Freudian. I'm going off Freudian slip today of a different. Thought process than you are. And all of a sudden you think about them differently and you mm-hmm. paint this picture. And it's interesting how much we've demonized each other and how that's so unnecessary that is. And, um, you know, one of the things that I'm hoping that we learn out of this whole process is that polarization or debate helps no one, mm-hmm. um, e- even if your side quote unquote wins You know, half of the population of this country is now really rallied against and we can't even have a logical conversation or an intellectual conversation or an emotional conversation about what's really important to us when we can't even get past you're the enemy. And so one of the things that I'd like to caution and, you know, I eat this dog food every day and I want to make sure that I continue to do that is truly to not give up on your ideas, your beliefs, your convictions, because that's who you are but to hold them to yourself in an effort to try and understand somebody else's values, convictions, and beliefs. I remember I had a conversation. We did what we call a dialectic exercise. It's that Stephen Covey's seek first to understand, then to be understood. And the exercise was gun control. Do you believe in gun control or not? And that was the question. And, of course, we paired up with people that believed opposite, and we had this what we call a dialogue And it's interesting that when you really get down to it and you start to have the discussion, you can say, okay, I believe in gun control because of this, and I believe against gun control because of this, and you can... Put anything. You can put abortion. You can put legalization of marijuana. You can put Obama versus Romney. You can put any of this on there and get really great debates mm-hmm. on why I believe and
2: why I'm right and you're wrong. And it never
0: brings anybody closer.
2: Well, what I find, ever no, and what I find really scary about where we stand right now is that it's not even limited to those micro topics. It's yeah. not even limited to uh, you know, like you said, same sex mar- same sex marriage or or marijuana. It is truly as broad as Democrat versus Republican. And and if you wear either of those hats, you are, you know, you're demonized. And and it's so hard to have, you know, an honest conversation. And I think that it is amplified by the fact that social media makes it so that it is easy, easy Mm -hmm. to put it out there, not only to put your ideas out there, but then to attack somebody else and it's like everybody is failing at sandbox right now Mm -hmm. and you know you had said that that you think that debate doesn't necessarily bring to good things I think that debate really can be a very positive thing if you use it as a tool to be able to understand dialogue Mm -hmm. I believe link brings people together Mm -hmm.
0: debate does not is not designed to debate is designed to um, it it, to win Mm -hmm. somebody wins somebody loses in a debate Um, I'm just not that I'm correcting you. I want to 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 make sure because I because that's when I hear the word debate. That is immediately what I elicit, what I hear. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of the big problem is let's debate this. Why why are are you? You know, let's let's, you know, have a debate about this. And that's immediately what it conjures up. And it hurts so many people because you have three different groups. You have somebody who says, oh, yeah, I'm going to debate because I love the fight. Right. And somebody on the other side says, yeah, I'm going to debate. Because I love the fight. And then you got everybody else that says, I don't want to fight. Right. And so then you're not addressing the issues. And the thing about a debate is you never get past the original question. If the original question is, is there American exceptionalism? Mm-hmm. Are Democrats better than Republicans? Are Should abortion be legal or not? If you, you never get past the question. Right. Because you go from immediately addressing the question to addressing character and, and to addressing values dialogue goes deeper than the question. The question always shifts. And so when you have this conversation of, um, let's talk about gun control right or wrong, you begin to all of a sudden go, okay, you know, I know how I believe about it, but I really want to understand. And I want to ask you questions about why you believe the way that you do. Not because I'm trying to get you, right, because I really want to understand emotionally what's going on. And what I noticed in this exercise right off the bat is it turned very quickly from, Should there be gun control or not? To how do we protect ourselves from guns? Mm -hmm. And how do we make sure that we protect ourselves from other people with guns? To how do we make sure that our kids are safe? Right. And immediately there is no debate on whether you keep your kids safe or not. Right. (laughs) You know, that's that's a given. The question shifts. And I think Mm -hmm. that I would really love to see a nationwide education. And this is the perfect opportunity to get this word of debate and all the connotations out of it, out of our vocabulary, especially as it relates to our political infrastructure, our political system, our business infrastructure. Get it out of there, because I don't I don't think that polarization or trying to convince um, is healthy for us. It never gets us past the question. And it's the shift of the question that really, really is important. And I just did a presentation this morning um, for a group of people about having the difficult conversation. We were specifically talking about um, the situations where you're making a life or death, not a life or death, you're making end-of-life decisions with your parent. And how difficult it is to even open that conversation and how quickly we go into, we need to make this decision about what to do with your house. And I understand, or we need to make this decision about whether we have a DNR or do not resuscitate order. And all the time to discuss our feelings are out the window. We need to discuss. Well, there's two questions. The first question is, do we have a DNR? And the second question is, how do we feel about it? Right. And you can't answer the first question without addressing You can't address the first question in a way that anybody feels good about it without addressing the feeling part first. And I think that that's really what I'd like to see from this country from a healing perspective first. And that's what I'd like to ask all of my um, Republican brethren out there who I've slogged it out with you in this this cycle. And you mentioned Facebook. There are numerous times I went on Facebook right into the pit of the lion's den and Mm -hmm. said, you know, I lean this way, but I am really interested in understanding why you're coming from this way. And most of the time, I got crickets. Yep. I got Nobody wants to think that deeply about it.
2: Well, no, they want to react. Right. And, and they want because we have gotten to this point where it is us versus them. And there is no in between. And... Um, You know, going back to the debates now that I have a better understanding of what your my the world according to Kim, and of course I'm right, so we can debate. So then that's over. (laughs) Um, But one of the things (laughs) that this made me think of is um, my nine year old daughter. Um, She she has been very in love with the idea of the politics, and she's been because I've kept her involved since she was very little. I you know I've got her in the voting booth with me and. I've always tried to make sure she understood what part of that process was um, and why it's such a great responsibility. And she's always taken it very seriously and, and almost is giddy about it. It's such so exciting for her. And so the first debate came about and she asked if she the could watch. The first debate. Yes. Well, there's that. Ugh. So she asked. She asked me that night, Mom, can we watch the debate? This was my nine year old asking it. And I said, well, absolutely. We can watch the debate. And so we watched it. And I just watched the just the blood drain from her face, and she became very despondent about it and then finally asked me if I would turn it off. And I found it fascinating. I actually videotaped it, and I put a video on YouTube just capturing her reaction. And what she kept saying to me is, I don't understand how this helps us. I don't understand how them yelling at each other They're helps. so wise. They really are when they say these things. And But it comes back to the fact that we have turned into... A group of people that are completely, completely intolerant of anybody if they don't share our exact and specific worldview. And instead of trying to have a conversation and see why and maybe learn from, oh, God forbid, maybe learn something from the other person, it's easier to attack. And, and it's all over the place. And I think all of us got so sick of this election because social media made it so easy, so easy to attack That it it just became it it just became noise and it's it's depressing honestly and and it's not just social media I
0: think it's all media and and I had to keep reminding myself and reminding those I love around me that there are a lot of people a lot of very influential and powerful people that financially gained mightily by the country being divided Mm -hmm. and I still believe that's true. It, it, we we look at the polls and how everything ended up, but I still think that there was a lot of hype on both sides to keep this as a horse race, um, and to keep this and keep this close because how many people were watching? Absolutely, how much were advertisers making? It was just absolutely amazing.
2: Well, billions of dollars were spent. I mean, there's billions, billions of dollars, mm-hmm. but billions. really, the it's just we need to learn how to play nice in the sandbox again. And we were talking about. You know, one of one of my friends, somebody that I consider a very smart and very intelligent and passionate person, um, he put himself out there for what he believed in. And, you know, I'm not going to say what it was because it's not important. The fact is, is that he stuck his neck out and said, here's what I believe and here's why. Mm -hmm. And never in a bashing way, never in an attacking way. Just here's what I believe. And I'd like to have a conversation with anybody who wants to do that. And literally was alienated by people. And mm-hmm. and that is so sad because one of the beautiful things about this country is that we all have the right to think and feel and say what we want. And we've started to, you know, self-censor and, and punish people for actually having a thought and expressing it. And we've got to get past that. And, you know, you can have the chicken and egg conversation. You know, what came first? You know, did Congress start? misbehaving and acting like jerks, you know, be, you know, first and now we're responding to that and right. we're reacting that way? Or is it that we've become so un- incivil, uncivil, uncivil, you know what? You we've know become what I'm civil. We haven't. We've become so awful with each other that it's just <laughs> caught on over there. And yeah. it's got to end. And I think, I hope that that's something that everybody can say. And, you know, and just because we're having this conversation and we're talking about this and we've said the things that we have there are people that have already made up their mind about us as people right and that is depressing i would like to hope and i and
0: i'm 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 there with you mm-hmm. but i want to think i want to believe for every person that closed minds says because you believe this way you're dead to me mm-hmm. or you are the enemy mm-hmm. that there are people out there that are saying I want to understand because I want you to understand me and I want to shed this polarization. They're going to do whatever they're going to do, but I'm not going to be swayed by it. Mm -hmm. I want to link arm in arm with someone who thinks differently than I do. But we have a common belief that we want to be able to work together. And I would say for the person that you're talking about, um, that for every one person out there who has shut down, that I believe that there are people out there that have so much more respect trust, admiration that would go out of their way to help this person be successful in a way because of the stance that they took to move across. You know, I think about that way with um, Chris Christie, Mm -hmm. um, who kind of, he stood up for his people. Right. And you might kind of look at that and some of the things that he said, I've just shook my head and said, okay, that guy has no moral character, but I've changed my opinion on that. Mm -hmm. And in a way that I'm not going to necessarily get rid of everything that I believe but I believe that I can actually sit down. I believe I would be able to sit down with him. And it might not be pleasant, but we can have a conversation. Right. And that, that to me, that's our saving grace. We have to take a break. Oh, my gosh. Where? Here we go. Blah, blah,
2: blah. Millennials what?
0: <sighs> millennials what? Yeah, millennials what? <laughs> We're going to talk about that when we get back. Or listen to Walk the Talk with Kim.
3: Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and at our firm, whether we're working on an automobile crash case or helping a client who's been injured by a defective product, we focus on justice. We're passionate about serving our clients. Our successful approach focuses on the right issue at the right time. With the best tools and expertise available, we focus on collaboration and cooperation. Clients support that process and they respect our abilities to manage the legal process to demystify it and to explain choices and opportunities and also their responsibilities. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 or pearsonlawfirm.com. That's P E A R S O N lawfirm.com. Or you can check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com.
4: Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. We help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Are
5: you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Conscious Living for Conscious People. Alternative Talk
1: 1150.
0: You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariana. You know, the point of this whole show was I wanted to create a place where we can talk about hope and change and we can talk about looking at things differently and having a dialectic conversation about things. And I made it a point not to get political for a very specific reason. I've had guests that wanted to come on the show and talk about political topics and things, and I've always steered clear of it because of that perception. And I think that I've had a little bit of a mind shift, and that and that shift is, is that I'm more determined now than ever to say what I believe and invite others to say what they believe in an effort to have an open a dialogue. And I'm going to try and be brave with this, although it's going to be very, very difficult, um, For me personally and as the group, but I applaud, thank you, Audrey, for coming on today and for Eric for engaging in the dialogue. And I hope that there are folks out there that are stimulated to even further the dialogue. And I hope there are folks out there that are disagreeing with me that I can have a respectful conversation with because that's really, really important. I'm willing to take everything that I believe and set it aside to think, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Hey, who knows? My husband, um, his father, Lee Ariano, was a great man. And he is about as Catholic as they come, because that's how he grew up with the last name of Ariano. It mm-hmm. makes sense. And he said something to my husband that has my husband has passed on to me. He goes, never knock another man's religion because they could be right. Yep. And I have, that's always stuck with me. And so Lee left us a couple of years ago, and I was thinking about him yesterday. And uh, that's something, a legacy I'd like to pass on, is never knock another man's anything because they might be right. Uh-huh. And so before... Before we leave today, though, I asked Audrey to come on today to talk about workspaces, and we've got three minutes left. So go.
2: Okay. Talk so, about the whiteboard. So, good. Huh. so, well, what we are doing now is that we're bringing co-working to the burbs, and anybody who has listened to uh, Business and Bagels knows how passionate I am about uh, the idea of co-working. And co-working is an idea of just an open work environment and a collaborative workspace that's filled with synergy. And it's kind of like if you had a proper executive office and a coffee shop and they had a baby. That's the way that I like to describe it. It brings some visuals that maybe be. Wow. Is yeah. That legal. Just, yeah. I don't. Well, you know what? Not yet, but um, <laughs> maybe. So the idea is that it's an open work environment that people can come. They can work. They can get out of the isolation of working at home or th- the indignity of trying to have a proper business meeting at a coffee shop and it gives them a place that they can go but not just go to work but also go to connect with other people and I think that's something that's really important to uh, the millennial generation.
0: Yeah so this is a generational working mode and this is something that we're seeing a lot in corporate environments as well. How do they find out more information
2: about it? You go to facebook.com slash the whiteboard issaquah Um, We've got pictures. We are still putting up, you know, art and we are communicating and we're sharing links and we're sharing ideas and we're getting inspiration from the amazing people that are in the co-working community in Seattle. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Office Nomads, Makers, and The Hub. They are just an amazing resource um, and it's a very supportive community. Um, There's not really a lot of competition. It's more the idea of forwarding the idea of co-working. Mm -hmm. To shift the idea that you have to be in corporate America, to shift the idea that you have to be in a big building um, and that you can do good work and you can do it surrounded by people that share the same way that you look. And the price is very reasonable. The price is extremely reasonable. You get 24-7 access for $300 a month. And, you know, go ahead and put that up against any given office space and, and you can't beat it. And, you know, we have couches and chairs and Internet and there's a kitchenette and you can have events there and It's just to be collaborative and and to give you all of the resources, whether you're a startup or if you're just somebody who wants to have a change of scenery. It's a it's a really it's a very close community. And I am a huge fan of it. Look at the uh, and I'm going to be a resident there. Yes. 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 Very
0: excited. We're going to hold events there. Uh, So for more information, you can go to the whiteboard on Facebook. We'll have a link to that from Walk the Talk with Kim website, um, as well as listening to the show again. So I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you to our um, sponsor, Pearson Law Firm. Deep breath, people. Big, deep breath. Go look around. See what you can do in your community and have a beautiful day.
3: It's a beautiful day.